Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we, have, we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Thanks, Andrew. Welcome again, friends. My name is Scott. It's really good to be with you this morning. Many of you will know I grew up in a place called Coffs Harbour. And just as I finished high school, I joined the Coffs Harbour Services Club. There it is in all its glory. I wanted to go to a show at the club. Members got $5 off their tickets. It cost $2 to become a member. Bit of a no-brainer at that point, right? I became a member of the Coffs Harbour Ex-Services Club. But really, in all honesty, I never really was a member. I joined on my terms. I joined because of what I got out of it. And I was thinking, I don't think after that show, I don't think I ever went back there again. That was very different to the way I joined my football team. From 99 to 2002, I was part of the Coffs Harbour Comets. They might not mean much to you, but this was special for me. Uh, I fully joined the Comets. I was there from pre-season training all the way through the season, post, uh, post-season party, presentation night. I was there at everything. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursday afternoons were training for footy. Saturday was game day. When the club needed to raise money, I went out there with my teammates. We went around to the local businesses and said, can you donate anything to us? When the team that was older than us and much bigger than us physically, when they needed an opposition to try out their new moves against, well, I was there with my team. We put up our hands and we ran an opposition defensive line for them. See, technically, I was a member of both clubs. But really, I was only a member of the football club. In my heart, I'd really only joined the football team. I had a membership card for the ex-services club, but I wasn't a member there. Now, why am I saying all that? Well, at TNE, we're halfway through a five-week series called Church with Purpose. 
we're looking at the five big purposes that God wants for our church, that God wants for us as individuals. And today we turn to membership, membership of our church. I'm going to talk a lot about church today. And so I want to clarify what I mean by church. When I say church, I'm not talking about the Anglican church or the Baptist church or any other organizational, denomination, structural kind of thing. And I don't even mean the worldwide church, that, that the whole number of Christians throughout the world. What I mean by church is, is this. It's us. It's the local gathering of Christians here or somewhere else. It's that local gathering of Christians. That's what we mean by church. Now, if you're here today and you're not a Christian, it might seem like today is going to be a bit of a weird day to be here. After all, we're talking about what it means to belong to, become a member of a church. And when you're not even a Christian. You don't, you're not a member of, of, of Christ. So what, why would you be a member of church at all? It might seem like a funny day to be here. But can I say, it's actually good that you're here today. It's actually very good. I'm going to talk today a lot about Jesus because Jesus absolutely shapes the way that we as Christians think about church and think about being a member of church. And so we want nothing more for you than to hear about Jesus. So today we're going to hear about Jesus. I'm really glad you're here if you're not a Christian today. So hold on, there's, there's stuff really coming soon, more on Jesus. We want you to hear that. And if you're here today and you are a Christian, my, my hope, my purpose, my, my, my great dream for today is to convince you to be a member of a church. Not like I was with the ex-services club. My hope is today that we all walk away stunned by how vital our membership at church is. And so then I want us to join properly, join fully committed in our hearts, join like I did with, with the football team, committed members, committed in our hearts, whether it be here at t or if you're a visitor from someone else, at home in your home church. I want us to be people who, who go all in at their church. So we're going to look at the Bible soon, but before we do that, we're going to pray and ask that God would help us to listen to what he has to say. Let's pray together. Our great God and Father, we thank you we thank you that we can come together. We thank you for building your church. We pray today that as we look at the Bible and think harder about church and what it means to belong to church, we wanted to ask for your help, God. Your help to clearly hear what you say. Your help to live out a life of joyful obedience in response to what we hear. We ask for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. The big idea for today is that membership matters. Membership's important. And so the first point I want to make today is that membership matters because Jesus died to bring us together. Membership matters because Jesus died to bring us together. Now, in a couple of moments, we're going to dive into Ephesians 2. But before we do that, a little bit of background. When the New Testament was written... There was one big issue, one major bone of contention, one thing that churches had to wrestle with and figure out and try and resolve. And believe it or not, that was a question of membership. The great issue of the New Testament was this. Can the Gentiles really belong? Those people who aren't Jews, surely they're not included as well, are they? Surely they're not 
part of God's people. Surely they're not part of God's church, right? The answer might seem obvious today, but this was the real issue back in the New Testament times. Because, you see, the first Christians were Jews, all of them. And the Jews, they were used to living under the Old Testament law. And that law created a distinction. So here we go, law down the middle, we're going to create a distinction from the law. On one side, you had Jews. The Jews had been given the law by God. They knew what God wanted for them. They knew how to be clean before God. They even had this great sign that showed they belonged to God's people. They had the great sign of circumcision. So on one side, you had the Jews. On the other side, you got everyone else. Gentiles, non-Jews. People who didn't have the law. People who didn't know what God wanted, who lived contrary to God. They weren't part of God's people. They didn't have the sign. See, the law here, it makes a distinction. Jews over here, Gentiles over there. Jews are in, Gentiles, you're out. I'm guessing most of us are Gentiles here. That includes us. We were out. So look at how Ephesians 2 verse 11 talks about Gentiles. Look at it there. It says, Therefore, remember that you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is just done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. Pretty clear, right? The Gentiles are out. They're not part of God's people. They're not members. They're excluded. But Jesus changes all of this. Look at verse 13 with me again. But now in Christ, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Now... Both Jews and Gentiles are brought together. And this happens by Jesus. Or more specifically, this happens by Jesus' death, by Jesus shedding his blood. And if you're anything like me, at this point you ask the question of how? How does Jesus' death change any of this? So look at verse 14. Verse 14. For he himself, Jesus himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. Jesus does away with the thing that divided us, right? Jesus, in his death, Jesus sets the law aside. How? He does it by fulfilling the law perfectly for us. He lives a perfect life. Under the standards of the law, Jesus is perfect in every way, but he dies as a lawbreaker. And in doing so, he sets the law aside. Now, we don't try to approach God through the law anymore, through doing good things, by being obedient to the law. Now we approach God through Jesus. So Jesus is like one of these big wrecking balls. Don't think Miley Cyrus. Uh, Jesus is like a big demolition ball. He breaks through the wall that divides Jew and Gentile. He breaks down the law that divides. He sets it aside. And so now the two come together. He creates peace between the Jew and the Gentile. 
Now, in saying this, we don't mean that the law has no value or no place in the Christian life. It does. It's just not how we approach God anymore. None of us can be right with God on the basis of obeying law, on the basis of doing good things, because Jesus sets the law aside. That's the old way. Now we approach God on the basis of Jesus and Jesus alone. This is something that's open to everyone then, not just the Jews, but now everyone and anyone can approach God through Jesus. So I promise to come back to you if you're not a Christian and you're here today. Well, this is really the big thing we want you to hear from us. Get right with God. Do business with God, yes. But don't do it by trying to obey the law and be good and doing everything that the law says. That'll get you nowhere in the end. Get right with God. Approach God. Do business with God through Jesus. That's, that's what we really want you to, hear, you to hear today, is come to God through Jesus. And look, we'd be happy to keep talking about this with you. Um, stay in touch with us. Keep coming to T&E. Uh, fill out one of those contact cards. We'll be in touch. We can, we can help you figure out what your questions are about Jesus and try and help you along the way there. Tap me on the shoulder later. I'd be happy to do this. We'd really love you to get to know Jesus because Jesus changes everything. Throughout the rest of the passage, there's lots of different images used to show how Jesus brings people together, brings the Jews and Gentiles together. So in verse 15, Jew and Gentiles are made into one new humanity together. In verse 16, there's an end to any hostility. In verse 17, the same message of peace is preached to both. In verse 18, they have the exact same access to the Father through the exact same means of the Spirit. In verses 20 and 21, the image, uh, sorry, in verse 19, the Gentiles are now fellow citizens with the Jews. They're members of the same household. That's what we're talking about over here. Together, in verses 20 and 21, they are built up into the same building that becomes a holy temple. So you can see what Jesus does, right? He's this barrier breaker. He breaks down the barriers and brings us together. That great barrier that divided Jew and Gentile of the law, Jesus sets that aside. Gentiles are now included. They're members. They're in. Not only that, but they're equal members. Members who can even become leaders. Membership is important. It matters. It matters so much that Jesus died to bring us together. Our membership here is important. And this means that we're not a club. We're a church. We're not a club. You know the difference, right? A club uh, is something that everyone who likes the same thing comes together about. So if you've got the craft club, it gathers everyone who likes craft. If you've got uh, the book club, that's full of people who like reading. If you've got the cricket club, that's got all the cricketers there. And if you don't like this cricket club, if you don't fit in here, you just go down the road to the other cricket club because you fit in over there. Church is different. Church is very different. See, we have Christ in common, but then there's so many other differences about us, isn't there? Jesus seems to get people from really different backgrounds and draws them into church together, like us. Let me give you some examples of what I mean for us here at TNE. We have people who are eight months old, younger than eight months old. And we have people who are 80 or older than 80. We have lots of Anglo people, people with Anglo backgrounds, but, but that's not all, is it? We have people from other racial backgrounds, other racial heritages here with us. There are lots of people in our church who have jobs. Some of them are well-paying, some of them aren't well-paying, 
Some of us don't have jobs at the moment or don't have very much work, but we're still all here together. In our church, there, there are married people, but there are also single people. And on and on we could go. It's nice, isn't it, when we find people who are similar to us? That might be nice. And sometimes we can find it really easy to relate to them. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong at all. But we need to be aware of the differences that are here too. We need to make sure that those differences don't become barriers that we build up. Remember, Jesus breaks down the barrier to bring one new humanity to God. So we don't ever want to put up a new barrier. So we never like the club. We never like the club. We're a church. Which means we look out for those who are different. We listen to them. Hear what life is like from their perspective. We befriend them. We love them. We spend time with them. We have them over for a meal. Because Jesus died to bring us together. So we don't act like a club. We don't put up barriers. We want to welcome all. We're in this together, friends. With all of our differences, we're in this together. So that's our first point for today. Membership matters because Jesus died to bring us together. And secondly then, second point, membership matters because it brings glory to God. Membership matters because it brings glory to God. Have you ever thought that, thought that church is a little bit lame? That church is a little bit daggy sometimes? That kind of what we do here, there's nothing really special? The Bible says that nothing could be further from the truth. Earlier we read from Ephesians 2. In the next chapter, in Ephesians 3, Paul, who's the author, he goes on to talk about his role. God has set him aside to take the message of Jesus to the Gentiles. A big part of what he does is to show that Jesus brings the Gentiles in together with the Jews. His job is to make it known that Gentiles are members too, which is really important. So look at this from Ephesians 3. His intent, God's intent, was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. When Jew and Gentile sit side by side together in church, God is glorified. When this happens, God's rich wisdom, it's shown off. All of the spiritual beings look on and they see how great our God is. Membership matters because it brings glory to God. This happens when Jews and Gentiles sit side by side in church. It also happens when the young and old sit side by side in church. It also happens when the person from Walkerville sits in church together with the person from Elizabeth. It happens when the socially awkward person walks in the back door, but they're greeted and loved. That they're they're treated as part of the church, just like everyone else. This, friends, this brings glory to God. This shows off how wise and great our God is. Who else could bring such an odd bunch of people together like us? Let's be honest. Who could bring us together? And not only bring us together, but to teach us then to 
Not to grumble about one another, not to, not to slander one another, but to love one another. Who could do that but God? So we stick together. We're, we're not perfect, but we stick together despite our imperfections and despite us being an odd bunch. Our membership matters because it brings glory to God. As we who are from all different kind of areas and all different spaces in life, as we come together, our membership glorifies God. So doesn't this then radically reshape the way we think about church? Church is not daggy. Maybe you feel like it's insignificant compared to all those other things that are happening out there. There was a royal wedding last night, for heaven's sakes. How unimportant are we here? But in actual fact, this is the significant thing. This is the significant thing. When we meet here, the spiritual world looks on. The angels see how we love and care for one another, and they praise God because he brought us here together. Not even Satan and all his cronies can, can get away from this reality. They too look on at us here today, and they see us gathering, despite our differences, despite our flaws, They see us gathering here today and they can't help but know that it is God who is great. That it is God who has drawn us here together. Each week as you come in those back doors, remember this reality. Remind yourself, we're showing off how good our God is, how wise our God is. So enjoy one another, friends, and enjoy enjoy one another and enjoy our differences And then as you leave at the back door of a Sunday, keep living this out. Keep expressing our membership together. Pray for one another during the week. Catch up with one another. Do life together. And again, let me urge you, don't do this just because you're similar to someone else. But find a space for someone who maybe naturally you you wouldn't get along with them. You wouldn't spend time together. Because when we do this, Our God is seen to be the great and wise God that he really is. Membership matters. It matters because Jesus died to bring us to God. But not just that, he died to bring us together. Membership matters because it glorifies God. In fact, it matters so much, we're going to just spend some more time now thinking about how we can live this out. And that's our third point for today. Membership matters... So let's live it out. Let's live out our membership together. I want to talk about this in, in terms of steps, four steps that we can take to live out our membership. And the first step that we can take is this. Ask yourself, have I actually joined? Just let that question linger for a moment. Maybe you're part of a community group. You're here every week. You serve in some way. Maybe you even signed the form a couple of weeks ago at the AGM. But I can do all that. And my heart is still not actually committed. I might happen to be around a lot, but you know, if a better offer comes up on Sunday, well, it's okay for me just to, to leave church for a week or so. Maybe a new church pops up around the corner and you know, I'll go and check it out. I'll see if it suits me better than teeny. If it does, I might go over there. Now, look, I realize there are good reasons to not be here on a Sunday, and there are good reasons for sometimes that we need to change churches. But, but what I'm trying to ask you is the heart question. Where's the heart at? Becoming a member is actually a matter of the heart, of being committed in our hearts to one another. So where's your heart at? 
in your heart, have you committed to being a member here with us at TNE? Or are you just here until the better offer comes along? I don't say this because I have certain people in mind, or I don't think this is much a part of our church culture, but I just think it's a helpful question to make sure we're asking every now and again. Have we really joined in our hearts? Have we actually committed ourselves to one another here? If today you realize that you haven't, then really the rest of what I say doesn't, make any, doesn't matter. This is the question that really matters. Have you joined in your heart? And if you realize today that you haven't joined in your heart and TNE isn't actually the church for you, it would be sad for us. But we'd actually like to help you settle into another church somewhere because your membership matters. And if it's not going to be here with us, we want to make sure it happens somewhere else. Maybe today you realize you're not committed in your heart, but you think you should commit to TNE. TNE is the church for you. And you actually do that. You need to do that today. You need to commit. Commit in your heart. To commit to belonging to church, to belonging to these people. If, you, if this question is real for you, if you're not sure whether you actually have committed in your heart, then don't delay. I'd say give yourself a time frame, but make it a pretty short time frame, just a month or so. And in that month or so, decide. Decide whether you're going to commit here or start looking somewhere else to commit and be a member there. Be a member in your heart. This is the first step to living out your membership at church. Join us and join us in your heart. That's the first step. The second step is just to be here. If we're going to live out our membership, we need to be here. Be here every Sunday. Oh, look, I know there's going to be Sundays that we are away. Uh, when we're traveling away from the city, maybe for, for holidays, maybe for, um, uh, for, for business or something, we won't be here. And there'll be times that we're sick or we're looking after someone else who's sick or, or our kids who are sick. And there'll be certain things like that, reasons why we're away. But I want to say, set yourself a high bar. Express your membership by being here and set yourself a high bar for what would make you miss a Sunday together. Now, I've been really encouraged by some of the stories I've heard this year. Um, people who told me they've driven back from quite a long way away to come to church, just to be with us. Uh, people who said to me that they've, they've, they're not going to a different event today because they wanted to be here. When you do this, it's a really encouraging thing for the rest of us. We see how committed you are to us. We see that you love us, that you've joined us. I don't want to get legalistic and nitpicky. That's, that's, that's not what I'm hoping to do. We, we can't just look around each and say, oh, someone's not here today, cross, cross, cross. Uh, I don't want us to become proud about our own attendance and look down on others because they're not here. That would be, just be to miss the point completely. I want us to remember why our membership matters. Why our membership with one another is something that's really important. It matters because Jesus died to bring us together, right? It matters because when we do meet together, it glorifies our God. So make sure you have a high bar then. Set the bar high. Set a high bar for what will make you miss a gathering. Be here. So there's two steps then. Join in your heart. Be here. And the third step is go deep. Relationally, go deep with one another. Have real relationships. 
actually invest in one, other, one another's lives. Be open to others. Lean on others when you need to. And, and be prepared to be lent on when others need you. Go deep with one another. I realise in a church this size, um, realistically, we can't be super tight with everyone who's here. There's just too many of us. It's impossible. So go deep with some. Invest in the lives of some other TNEers. See each other outside of church. Get to know each other's family. Have meals together. Share the ups and downs of life. Community groups are a great place to do this. And as you do do this, as you do go deep with one another, don't feel bad that you can't be that tight with everyone. Remember, it is practically an impossibility. But at the same time, go deep, but stay open. Stay open to all. Go deep with some. Stay open to all. Don't just shun everyone else at church. Make time to talk to some people who you've never met before or you don't know very well. Maybe even be open to someone who might be trying to lean on you for some support. Maybe be open to someone who is trying to share their life struggles with you. You might not have expected to go deep with them, but the situation arises, and you do, because you're open to it's happening. It'd be horrible, wouldn't it be, if we ended up just being little cliques of people all over our church. That would be the worst. So do, go deep with some, but remain open to everyone. So what are our four steps? Join in the heart, be here, go deep and stay open, and then the last step Keep the welcoming heart. Keep the welcoming heart. And I say keep here because I think TNE generally is a very warm place to walk into. This is and this is a testament to you and um, your 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 welcoming hearts. I think this is a part of our culture because you keep telling me it is what it was like when you joined, how people loved you and cared for you. So it's my experience too. This is part of our culture and this is actually really brilliant. Um, so do keep that heart. Keep looking out for the newcomer. Have a chat with them. Help them feel welcome. Help them feel at home. Help them find their feet here, which means not actually just seeing them on their first visit, but when they're coming back, make sure people are talking with, make sure we're talking with newcomers on their second and third and fourth and and so on and so on. We want them to find their home here at TNE. Look, we've got ushers who who, who are doing a great job of looking after new people as they come in. Soon we're going to have a welcome team that will do that as well. Um, And as that happens, it might feel like a reason for the rest of us to just relax a little bit. But in fact, can I say that's the opposite is true. We're having these things because we're growing as a church. So as a church, we need to redouble our efforts to look out for the new person. It's harder to see who the new person is because there's so many of us now. Look, sure, sometimes it's going to be hard to know who's new and maybe you might be timid about trying to find out if someone's new because maybe they have been here for a few years. Maybe, I, maybe I've just never met them. My suggestion is just just try a conversation. Hi, I'm Scott. I don't think we've met before. How long have you been coming here? Oh, you're new? Brilliant. Great. Welcome. Glad you're here. Oh, you've been here for a year? We haven't met until now. Isn't that funny? I'm glad we finally get to meet. See, either way, it's a win, isn't it? There's no loss in this situation. If we meet someone who's new, what a win. If we meet someone we haven't met before, that's a win too. Because here is another member of our church who we can get to know. I know we're not perfect welcomers at TNE. No one is, but I think we do have a really good culture. I just want to say, keep that heart. 
Keep that heart where you're looking out for the others, looking out for the newcomer. Keep your welcoming heart. So there it is. Membership matters. It matters because Jesus died to bring us together. Jesus died so that we can belong to church here together. Membership matters because it glorifies God. When we meet together, all the spiritual beings look on and they praise God for the way that we meet, for our loving care and generosity for one another. Membership matters. So let's live out our membership together. Why don't I pray for us? Why don't I pray? Our great God and Father in heaven, we praise you. Who could bring us together? Who could teach us to love one another and care for one another and have a community here but you? So we praise you that you've done that for us. And we praise you for Jesus who makes it possible, who breaks down the dividing wall of hostility, Jew and Gentile together, young and old, rich and poor, all of us here in church. We praise you for this God and thank you that we get to be members of your people, part of your church. Help us to live our membership out, we pray. Help us to commit fully in our hearts, we pray. We ask, Father, also that you would help us to be here, to set a higher bar for when we're not here, so that we can love and care for each other. Help us, Father, to go deep with some and yet remain open to all. Help us, Father, to keep our welcoming hearts and look out for the newcomer amongst us. We pray that as we do this, we wouldn't grow proud about ourselves, but do this constantly knowing that we're here because of you, because Jesus has brought us here, because it honours you. Help us to enjoy one another today and always, we pray, in the name of Christ. Amen.